What is a family supposed to do on behalf of the children, or for the children anyway? That's the question. How do we blend together the family and the importance of the family in the life of a child? Well, the primary task of children and adolescents is to pursue a clear understanding of their own identity as a man or woman, as a member of the family unit, as a member of the community, as a member of their ethnic group, as a member of their racial group, and as a confident contributor to the ever-changing world of business and industry. Accordingly, the primary task of parents, then, is to actively engage their children in a supportive, loving relationship and to facilitate a systematic, creative, and achievement-oriented venture for identity. You know, the implications are obvious. Our young people achieve a sense of personal identity to the degree to which their parents are committed to them and work towards accomplishing this specific goal. Now, that's the critical point. Kids have a task to achieve and to accomplish and to settle and to arrive at their own personal identity for which they were born, for which they came into this world. And parents are to facilitate that by engaging their children in a supportive, loving relationship and bring about, in a very creative way, what the child is able to become, destined to become, born to become, purposefully brought into this world to become. Well, I think there are four basic uh, areas in the life of a young person that parents are to contribute to and to pour into so that the child establishes a well-settled uh, and well-honed identity and is able to function in our community, able to function in our world today, especially in a very tough world in which we live today. If these children don't have these four areas established, they're in trouble. They're going to contribute to trouble. They're going to be in the midst of trouble. They're going to be involved in trouble. They're going to be creating trouble. These are four basic components of every family life on behalf of the children. Here's number one, a basic trust in others and a basic trust in oneself. Here's the point. If we don't come to trust ourselves and we don't come to trust others, we will live in a constant struggle of being too dependent upon authority or we become involved in resisting authority figures in our daily experience. Too dependent upon them or too resistive of them. Trust is learned. Trust is learned. It's acquired primarily in the home and then secondarily in the school and the church. Children must see that they can have trust in others and that others can trust them. Parents, number one job, deal with this issue of trust. You be a trusting person. Do what you say. Do what you promise. Fulfill your commitments. Okay, be a trusting person. Is that person trust you as a parent to begin to trust others? And they'll learn how to trust themselves because you will teach them what trust is all about and that they can trust them and they can trust their siblings. They can trust their grandparents. They can trust their aunts and uncles. They can trust their cousins. They can trust their neighbors. They can trust their teachers. They can trust their youth leader. They can trust their pastor and so on and so on. It starts with you as the parent. Get that basic trust in you as a parent, in themselves as a child, and then in others. Okay, that's number one, basic trust. You got to have it. That's the primary task of a family primary task of a parent. Here's number two, a positive relationship with authority people, with authorities in their life. Now, authorities come in all forms. Teachers are authorities. Parents are authorities. Grandparents are authorities. Police are authorities. 
Pastors are authorities. Youth leaders are authorities. And so on and so on it goes. Kids are to have a positive relationship with authority people in their life. And you're to facilitate that as a parent. This comes from interacting with authority figures. Particularly authority figures who are understanding, empathetic, sympathetic, enjoyable, fair, consistent, and personally involved in the life of a child. A positive experience is based on these traits. And when they are based on these particular traits of fair and consistency and empathetic and being trouble, then fear will be broken down and encourages and encouragement will be experienced, will be uh, lived out with those who are in a position of authority in the lives of the child. So in other words, mom and dad, you are the beginning authority figure in their life. Be fair, be reasonable, can be consistent, be personally involved, be sympathetic, be enjoyable, be empathetic, and then bring other authority people into the life of the child who are in a similar format, in a similar personality structure, in a similar behavioral pattern of being consistent and personally involved and fair and so on, so that the fear of a child will break down and there will be encouragement to interact with and to feel comfortable with and being around people who are in authority. Okay, that's number two. Here's number three. Parents, your job within the context of the family is to help a child develop one or more areas of competency or skill. Kids come with potential. Kids come with ability. Kids come with coordination levels. Kids come with internal orientations towards good balance or strong right side of the body or strong left side of the body or, you know, whatever. They come with the initial aspects of competency. And as a parent and as a family, you should develop those, hone them. Who we are partially depends on what we do. We know that. Parents can expose children to opportunities for learning various skills then. And they can reward kids who put forth effort. Even small steps of progress, if you will. In skill development, progress is slow. Progress comes in small steps. Reward and praise each step along the way. And as competency competency slowly emerges, we can then encourage our children to utilize those skills for their own future welfare, for their own future employment, and for the welfare and personal enrichment of other people, their friends, if you will. Okay, that's number three. Here's number four. Family life exists to help a child develop a capacity for intimacy and deep friendship. Very important. Close and committed relationships take time, takes persistence, takes risk-taking, and it takes a willingness to invest in one's energies, in the goodwill of others, in the good relationships with others. Somebody said to me, and a good friend of mine said, you know, it takes a long time to make an old friend. Well, that's what it's about. That's what the capacity for intimacy and deep friendship is all about. It takes time. It takes a lot of time. Even with parents and child, it takes time for a child and parent to develop that sense of friendship with each other, let alone siblings having friendship with each other. Cousins having friendship with each other. Aunts and uncles having friendship with your kids. Grandparents having friendship with your children. So a close and committed relationship takes time. And you have to be willing to invest yourself in the life of a child. A busy lifestyle may not help these skills develop. May not help relationships develop. Intimacy takes time and it takes sacrifice. And you have to put away your own personal and selfish desires and wills and and activities for the betterment of somebody else that friendship is all about. Friendship requires us to take time and to listen and to touch those close to us. 
So mom, dad, family life, what's it all about anyway? Develop a basic sense of trust in others. Develop a positive relationship with authorities in our life. Develop a area of competency and skill or many areas of competency and skill. And develop a capacity for intimacy and deep, long-lasting friendship. So the attainment of a sense of identity is one of the most important tasks our children will undertake. And we as parents need to undertake it with them. The venture can be a very exciting experience in working together with your kids towards a common goal. And then as the goal is attained, the rewards and benefits can be mutually satisfying and mutually enjoyed. Each family in a different way, each child in a different way, each parent in a different way. So let none of us fail our children, but rather become a source of encouragement, of support and guidance in helping the child answer the question, who am I anyway? Why am I here anyway? What's my life purpose anyway? For what reason am I here anyway? That's what it's all about. Nice to have you join us today and um, pick up my book, Dr. Teach Me to Parent. Go to my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. Bye for now.